Jobet from San Gervasi. This is the Rorschach Georgia update from the 24th of February, 2022. Quick summary of what's going down in Georgia. Let's start by saying our hearts go out to the people of Ukraine as Putin has ordered the re-invasion of Ukraine. Georgians everywhere feel empathy with Ukraine and are reminded of the dark days of the summer of 2008. Let's see what Misha Saakashvili is up to. On Monday the 21st, at a hearing of the Tbilisi City Court, Misha announced that he will go on hunger strike again in order to protest the government's refusal to provide him with adequate health treatment while he's in prison. Last month, public defender Nino Lomjadia asked a medical counsel to assess Misha's condition. The doctors concluded that he still requires psychological and physical rehabilitation. However, the government hasn't provided it yet. Recall that Misha put an end to his 50-day-long hunger strike back in November. He started the hunger strike after being arrested in October of last year. On the same day, members and supporters of the United National Movement, or Natsebi, held a rally in front of the Rustavi prison building. According to protesters, the penitentiary service violated Misha's rights by failing to provide adequate treatment. Nika Melia, leader of the Natsebi's Tbilisi branch, stated that Misha's request was fair and that qualified health professionals should be let in the facility. Keep in mind, as we've been reporting, Melia and Misha have had their differences since Misha returned to Georgia. On Saturday the 19th, six Natsebi supporters were detained in Batumi. Kobachidze, chairman of the Georgian Dreamer, Otsneva, was holding a meeting with some other members of the party to discuss the founding of an organization to support women's participation in politics and women's participation in Otsneba at the Hilton Hotel in Batumi. Natsebi supporters were demanding to speak with Kobachidze, but ended up locking horns with the police outside of the hotel. They wanted to speak to Kobachidze about the death of Batumi City Council member and Natsebi representative Nugzar Putkharadze. Putkharadze died of a diabetic attack in November last year. Natsebi claimed that the government was responsible for his death since they believed nervousness was caused by the attack. What was the cause of the nervousness? According to the opposition, it was a result of pressure Otsneba was putting on Putkharadze to switch to their side. During the week, both politicians and Georgian people expressed their solidarity with Ukraine. On Saturday the 19th, civic activists held a rally in solidarity in front of the government administration building located on Pavle and Gorokva Street in Tbilisi. Participants carried Georgian-Ukrainian flags and banners that read, Georgia stands with Ukraine. President Salome Zurabashvili made an official statement. She said that Georgia strongly condemns Russia's recognition of Lugansk and Donetsk regions as independent. It feels like the events of August 2008 all over again. Recall that on the 26th of August 2008, Russia recognized the independence of Abkhazia. This was followed by the annulment of the 1994 ceasefire agreement. Two days later, the parliament of Georgia passed a resolution declaring Abkhazia a Russian-occupied territory. Also, in August 2008, Russian forces occupied an additional 20% of Georgian territory. Hundreds of Georgians were killed. Around 30,000 civilians were forced to abandon their homes. The occupied region of Schinvali or South Ossetia. 2021, Georgia won the relevant case against Russia in the European Court of Human Rights. Foreign Affairs Minister David Zalikiani called on international partners to respond to Russia's violation of European security and international law. On the 23rd of February, U.S. Ambassador to Georgia Kelly Degnant published a video message from Washington, D.C., where she was on a week-long trip. She said that amid the tensions in the region, the United States will stand with Georgia, country's sovereignty and territorial integrity. She said the United States is engaged in diplomacy to improve stability and security in Europe. 
which means working with the Georgian government. Last week, we mentioned the parliament had chosen the heads of the two new agencies that are set to replace the state inspector service. Carlo Katsitadze and Leila Janiashvili were selected to lead the special investigation service and personal services, respectively. As it turns out, on the 2nd of February, Nino Lomjadia asked the Office of Democratic Institutions and Human Rights, ODIR, which is an executive body within the OSCE, to evaluate the law that granted the dissolution of the state inspector service. Two weeks later, on Friday the 18th, ODIR recommended the suspension of the amendments to the law and the reinstatement of the state inspector service. On Monday the 21st, the chair of the Legal Issues Committee, Andriy Orkanashvili, responded to Odir's assessment. He said that the decision to dissolve the state inspector's service and replace it with two new agencies was only put into question when it was known who the new chairs were going to be, which is clearly not true. Orkanashvili also claimed that the current administration of the state inspector service could have run for the new post in the new agencies, but they refused to do so. According to Odir's recommendations, if the changes are not suspended, then the inspector and deputies of the inspector should be able to finish their term of office. State Inspector Londa Toloraya was appointed in 2019 for a six-year term. On Monday the 21st, Georgia celebrated the 101st anniversary of the adoption of the first constitution. If you haven't read it, read it. It's amazing. In 1921, the constitution was approved by the Constituent Assembly just a few days before the invasion of the Red Army, which turned the nation into a Soviet republic. Now on to some COVID-19 related news. There are 12,000 daily confirmed cases in total. Over 1.5 million cases of the virus have been detected in the country. On Tuesday, the 22nd, the Interagency Coordination Council eased some of the current coronavirus regulations. As of the 1st of March, thermal screening won't be required to enter public spaces, and COVID hotels will finally resume working once again as regular hotels. Nightclubs will open on the 4th of March at 60% their overall space capacity. Despite the relaxation of some measures, COVID-19 regulations will remain in all educational Facilities in the country, temperature screenings, wearing a face mask, the testing of teachers and administrative staff members are still mandatory. Schools are holding both online and in-person classes, and parents and students can choose either of the formats. On the 22nd of February, the head of the National Center for Disease Control, Amiran Gamhelidze, announced that Georgia expects to receive 50,000 doses of the Pfizer vaccine for children aged 5 to 12 in the second quarter of the year. This week, Open Caucus has published a data blog called How Many Votes Were Bought in Georgia's Local Elections. Caucus's Research Resource Center found that 20% of the city's population said that they would be willing to sell their vote. Want to know more? Link in the show notes. Friday the 25th, the National Gallery in Tbilisi will host an exhibition showcasing Georgian artists. The display Georgian Modernism and Tbilisi Avant-Garde will exhibit over 400 works by 28 artists and will run to the 20th of April. To know more, check the show notes. And to close this edition, some sports news. On Saturday the 19th, the Winter Olympics, a pair of Georgian skaters, Karina Safina, and Luka Berulava ended up in ninth place in the figure skating pairs event in the Olympics. On the same day, Georgian judoka Ilya Salomanidze won a gold medal at the 2022 Judo Grand Slam in Tel Aviv. In the final, he beat Dutchman Mikhail Korel in the 100-kilo weight category. 
That's it for this week. Thanks for joining us. Let us know your thoughts and ideas by sending us a DM on Instagram at Rorschach underscore G. 